0: Uh, So welcome to another episode of the eu and You podcast. I'm Alistair, here again with Francesco as always, and we're joined by our special guest, Dan Pulzello. Hello.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for for having me.
0: So Dan, uh, my understanding of of you is that you're like a club and festival comedian. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Stand-up comedian, um, recent social media comedian. That was a new turn. And then also the least qualified guest that you guys have had so far, to speak, I think,
0: all of those things. So I was going to ask you, actually, what's it like that social media is like a new format that everyone, like, does every comedian just have to also be a social media comedian now? Is there an option?
1: There is not, no. And there are people who are still resisting it who will get left behind, I think. Yeah, (laughs) I think because I'm a New York comedian, so there was a, the prevailing sentiment was like 10,000 hours, and then, get exposure after that point so you like toil in darkness and then you get discovered or something like that and since I've started comedy that is not the case anymore like you need to get good but then make sure your stuff gets in front of people like quickly is because there's like a gold rush now with discoverability with TikTok and Instagram I'm, I'm talking to you guys it's a european podcast like I'm in New York like the discover the discoverability is almost unlimited a lot of my peers have recognized that
0: yeah, I guess that's that's exactly what happened. Like my my friend Valerie, who lives in New York, sent me one of your videos, like mm-hmm. one of your reels with a Europe versus America joke in it. And I was like, damn, that's funny. I wanna to talk, to, I wanna to talk to this guy and pick his brain about Europe and America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so great, like, yeah.
0: Was 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 your style of of comedy because obviously I feel like the kind of like one minute maximum TikTok reel kind of format is like a specific f- thing did you mm-hmm. have to modify your style to fit into that or did you always have to kind of like like kind of fast paced like punchline punchline
1: yeah i think um like the new york is like a pressure cooker in terms of the stage time is it's pretty unlimited but it, it'll come in five minute chunks ten minute chunks which is like very so you already have that natural compression of like, mm. open mics here. That's where I started. That's five minutes of material. And you have to try and get as many laughs in five minutes as possible. How the system works, social media is less than that. But it's not, like, a huge departure from, like, stand-up comedy is concentrated content by design. So jumping from five minutes to one minute is difficult, but jumping from no comedy to five minutes is the difficult part. So once you can do five minutes of comedy, then getting it down to one minute is easier. And then I have a, a background in like roast joke writing, like I used to do roast <laughs> battles. And that was like, hopefully all of those videos have been deleted. But it was a, a crash course. Imagine like two Jimmy cars, yeah. like just doing like jokes <laughs> at each other. So I think that was... kind of just a a conglomeration of of all of those influences and then just reels having a year of no face-to-face comedy and just people getting desperate and being like god how can i do comedy with no face-to-face interaction so i think all of those influences at at once just came to a head unexpectedly
0: Mm. yeah that makes sense actually something i noticed about like stand-up comedians uh, and like stand-up comedy is i think a lot of people mistake it as just being like You gotta like just have a list of jokes, and you like hit your jokes, and Mm -hmm. jokes are funny and laugh. But there's also a lot of like structure to it, right? A stand-up performance is like a a structured performance where you think about the beginning, middle, and end, and callbacks, and Mm -hmm. like setting up the structure of it. Do do you find that's changed with this condensed format, or the structure has to be more like just A B or something as opposed to Mm -hmm. having something more elaborate?
1: Yeah, I would say. Um a hundred percent. And I've even noticed it in my own stand-up. And I think it's also important to define what is the change in social media. Like it is TikTok and Instagram reels as a a vehicle for content that didn't used to exist that now exists so that like short form under a minute video content can now get distributed um, globally. And so it does not I think people are now looking for the clip, like performing specifically for the clip. Like, I can say that I performed the other night and was not happy with my performance, except for the 20 seconds up top where I made like a topical joke that I knew was like shareable. So, yeah, it's, I think it's changing it. It's, it's also pretty recent. So, it's interesting to see how it will change. But now I think there is amongst performers um, at my level just do it for the gram approach. Like, how Mm. can I? do this thing on stage, do content that is shareable or relatable. And like the, it's almost like the, the live performance is like secondary at this point. It's interesting. How I think the, uh,
0: yeah, it's, uh, the medium is like shaping like the art, you know, like it's like changing what mm-hmm. people think to do. Like, the thing of your stuff that I've watched the most of is is like the, the stuff of Europe and America. Same. So I like
2: <laughs> Yeah, that draws my eye it's so hard.
0: I really wanted to ask a bunch of stuff, obviously, because we're like a Europe-based themed podcast. We're probably like we might stick some like clips in or something so people can just hear like yeah. a bit of what we're talking about. But where does that come from for you? Like like when did you start doing that? Because what I noticed about it is that to me it comes across as like pretty well observed but it also comes across as like and I wanted to ask you about this as well like if this is deliberate or not or if this is just me reading into it but it comes across as being quite kind to Europe Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it made me wonder do you have some kind of do you have some kind of
1: connection is there like a history there the the way that it all started I think is valuable. So I, I was making a bunch of jokes on Twitter and I had one tweet go like semi-viral, which referred to, I think the joke was like, oh, multiple stab wounds still have to go into work. Something like around like <laughs> in America, you have multiple stab wounds and you still have to go to work that day. And that was a tweet that like, this was probably like 2018, 2017, like that got a couple of hundred retweets, a couple of thousand likes or whatever. And then what was really interesting was the comments underneath it of genuine people in America saying something very similar happened to me. You know what I mean? Oh, obviously that's like the most extreme example, but you have people like, yep, I was in a car accident and I still had to go to work that day. So there was, I hit a nerve with that unexpectedly and just like knowing these things in America that exist, that are institutions that we take as normal. And like you, anybody... Can look at those comments and say, this is not normal. If you have any viewpoint outside of America, you can say you should not have to go to work if you have stab wounds. Like that's just so It's universal. Yeah. So I <laughs> ended up like repurposing that into a, like a TikTok format. And then it was like the four, the, the joke was, honey, what should we do with our 178 vacation days this year with a German accent that just people it infuriates people and then the american had gotten hit by a car and still had to go to work and i realized in that first clip one the the point of view is that europeans look at america and think what the fuck is going on i don't know if i can correct, but like everybody looks at america and thinks what is going on and americans are like not only is this normal but i will fight you if you
0: <laughs> think
1: that you're like any criticism of America is like, well, this is – there are people in my comment section who will get angry if, if I'm pointing out flaws at America. So the dichotomy of Europe is a promised land, which it is not. Everybody knows that it is not. Um, but the quality of life is higher and it's easy to make blanket statements. But it, for the most part, the quality of life is higher for more people um, in the upper middle class white people. Like I'm making statements. Yeah. But there was like that component of that interaction of like Europe is a promised land and America is a carnival tent worthy of ridicule <laughs> made engagement in the comments like very heated. And there are still there are videos that I will post eight months ago where there are still arguments in the comments of Americans <laughs> defending it, Europeans saying, what are you talking about? So I, I think highly of Europe, I've my So the whole reason that I know anything about Europe is that my wife is Australian. She lived in England for three years and I spent many months over there just like living and, and working there. So I experienced firsthand like Europeans just saying like to my face, like what is going on in your country? Hmm. Just like I was working in England um, I was in England and I was working US hours in England and people there in England could not wrap their heads around it. They're like, why don't you just work UK hours? I was like, my bosses won't let me, like I have to work. And so that was just like, I constantly come into contact with this friction of just staring you in the face. There are differences, let's talk about them. Like a lot of the time, America's differences are insane. Like literally insane. So I don't know if that answers your question. But.
2: I wanted to ask, you mentioned the, you mentioned the German accent. Pisses mm-hmm. people off. So yes. was that is that the only reason why you actually went for that accent, or are there other reasons why you chose specifically the German accents to to talk about the Europe related content when you mimic your? Yeah,
1: it's a very. I think in America there is a tendency to to view Europe as homogeneous and. I thought it was funny to just have a sort of European accent. Never define it, ever address it. It is German. Sometimes it veers like French. In terms of like creative choice, I don't remember saying we're gonna do German. But if just, I think the US's perception of you guys are just Europe is the the sun is setting on the era of Angela Merkel. Just as this, like, <laughs> I, I assume she was the emperor. She was the emperor of the EU. Yeah, don't it,
2: tell that to the French. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a very silly. I think the more videos I've done is like the silly option now is very appealing to me. Like You could skewer America and the issues that America has. It's literally and there are people who have built empires on just making fun of America. But the silliness of. In my brain, just a European having a scarf and a sort of German accent, is that's pretty funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I
0: was going to mention the scarf, actually, because like. In so many of these clips, like the European character has this little neck scarf. And I love that because I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I wear a little scarf like that all the time. <laughs> it's like, it's, I was, because I was watching it and I was thinking like, this is well observed. It's silly. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, and I love that you've gone for this like pan-European accent, like mm-hmm. it's sometimes German and like sometimes Scandinavian. It feels right. Like I, as someone who lives in Europe, I'm very happy to look at that and be like, yep, yeah, that's pretty much us. Like yes. that's. I get it. And it's, if we were to do uh, the same thing in reverse, like our like Pan American would probably drift between New York and Texas accent, like pretty yes, freely. Exactly. You know, like he would switch between having a baseball cap and a ten gallon hat, and that would be silly, yes. <laughs> but it would also be funny.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, I just appreciate that it passes the like the sniff test. Oh, yeah,
0: that's Yeah. As
1: a European, that's sort of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there was there was a, a couple that like stood out to me and I was looking through them like the personal achievement one with yeah. uh, the, oh my second Nobel Prize, I'm so embarrassed versus like, I'm going to be the best pool salesman in South Delaware, like just the precision <laughs> yes. of that and just I've spent most of my so I live in Ireland, I live in Belfast. I've spent a lot mm-hmm. of my career working for American software companies, so I work with a lot of Americans and like just Just some of these attitudes, I've just, I've seen them. Like the stab wounds, having to go to work, like car accident, having to go to work kind of thing. Like we were joking right Mm -hmm. before you joined. I recently had to take a bit of time off work sick. And just like that idea in America is like, no, no, you can't be off sick for a day because the man in marketing Mm -hmm. will come and take your job. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to outgrind. Yes, 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 yes. It's just so true. And the, uh, like the medical debt one, I love the one about raising a child or am I going to, do you want to learn Greek or Latin? I just mm-hmm. yeah. even thing, even things like that. And what I love about that one, because there's some of them that do this, is that's also poking fun at Europeans. Like mm-hmm. Europeans are a little bit pompous and like uh, posier, quite often. I think, like in our mm-hmm. kind of own estimations of ourselves. And I love that in what you're presenting, like you're also, like you're also showing that. So it it kind of Mm -hmm. makes it even feel balanced in a way. It's because you could equally just have a sketch where a a parent was like forcing their two-year-old to pick a a classical language. That's also pretty well observed. That was me. That was me. That's not even
2: a joke. I studied both (laughs) Greek and Latin. (laughs) I studied oh Greek It's not even a joke. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so you hit the spot. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: great. That's really funny. I
0: love things like that. They kind of, I don't know, are balanced in their way of looking at it. Like mm-hmm. I've been watching um uh that netflix show little Hammer with with that guy steve van zandt from like playing his sopranos character totally unofficially Mm -hmm. and it's doing all the same things where he's so street smart and new yorkish and he's in norway and like you know a norwegian prison cell which like looks like a holiday resort and (laughs) there's these like little chintzy curtains and like a tv and stuff and everyone's all like really bumbling and jolly and it's just yeah i don't know i think that's a lot more interesting than just being like these are strictly good and these are strictly bad or whatever I wasn't even sure like, whenever I brought you on. I was like, I'm watching this going, oh, yeah, this is kind to the Europeans. But a part of me <laughs> I was like, maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe I'm just watching it going, yeah. oh, yeah, it is good to teach your kid Latin, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. The, and I'm angry that I've gotten this far without mentioning it. Like, my wife, who is Australian, is a gigantic co-writer in, in all of these, where, like, I can run ideas by her. So when you talk about balanced in terms of running things by her of is this to mean in either direction or does this ring true i don't think people realize the the entire the entire series could be america versus australia as well it could be america versus new zealand like a lot of these ideas like the nobel prize one was it's there was a there's a phrase in australia called like tall poppy syndrome where it's like if you rise too high People will chop you down. There are like other phrases like that in other countries. And in America, that is not the case. Like you are the tallest poppy is you like growth at all. Like it it literally just goes (laughs) off into space at some point because and that's celebrated, which is weird. So not only is it like it's America versus like because America is just this weird oxymoron. Like it is the capital of the West and also just in a different insane it's almost like it goes so west that it starts to go east like, <laughs> like, with prison and police and religion like you look at where we're outliers and it is it's really insane that we are also like th- these are all like broad cultural brushes I'm painting with but it is insane like it's a country full of contradictions it is the absolute easiest subject matter for comedy. Anybody that can make fun of America. Like it's, I'm not reinventing the wheel. It's, there's never been a a culture in a time more worthy of ridicule and mockery than America in 2022.
2: (laughs) Would you, would you ever actually move to a country like Australia and, Mm -hmm. or any European country for that matter? Because you mentioned before you worked in England. And you were doing US mm-hmm. hours while working in England. Yes. But would you, <laughs> so if you were to move, would you breathe a sight of relief? Would you just be like, oh my God? <laughs> or is it, or yes, like, with all the contradictions you were saying, because America is still America, right? That's the mm-hmm. thing about Americans that I always find funny. America is America. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Like I've spent a bunch of months in Australia. I would move there. I'm going to London next week. I assume that i would want to move there when i go there like i've been to vienna i thought vienna was cool i could see myself living there like there are the answer is yes i can absolutely and i've always felt that within me of looking at the patriotism of america the belief in american exceptionalism obviously you buy into it as a little kid because you watch saving private ryan and you, you literally want to storm the beaches of normandy there is so much pro so much quality american propaganda you know what i mean that wasn't an off like so i've had that drumbeat forever i am a critic and comedian of america there are elements that i love about america like specifically new york i think new york just the diversity here the food the entertainment the ability to do stand-up comedy as much as i do like the i've said it before but like the pressure cooker for like swim or die for every industry is i think it's a a recipe for greatness i think it's also a recipe for ruining your life if you (laughs) fall one inch off of so yeah it's i don't i can't solve those contradictions within myself (laughs) i think that's part of what the yeah the comedy is i think like be young in america and die in australia is like
2: (laughs) (laughs) you summed it up actually i really like how you just summed that up
1: yeah yeah because dying in America is expensive. It is not cheap to die here.
0: <laughs> That's one of those little things. Like, uh, There's so many like big differences that we could talk about, but I like to annoy my colleagues with little differences.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: like having to pay for ambulances and stuff is probably like the biggest small difference that I've that I yeah. ever dabbed them with. Mm-hmm. Usually I jab them with stuff like 24-hour clock. Like, they hate whenever I use 24-hour clock yeah like if i write it down at times i, ne- I would never say like 1400 hours like an actual soldier but like i would always mm-hmm. write down like 14 1400 and that really yeah. annoys some people
1: <laughs> and I've, I've seen that in uh, i've worked at big american corporations and like with like international teams and it's funny to watch everybody's bend to the american sensibility you know what i mean america can like culturally yep we're using the 12 hour clock and everybody can be like it is not as efficient it's going to confuse everyone but the mass of america is like this gravitational pull where it's like people can say that is so dumb and it's like but we're still using the 12 hour clock there's so many yeah. elements, like you could just see and everybody can be like this is so stupid and you still bend to it just because it's i don't know america i don't really know why
0: it's really true even with all the contradictions and stuff that we can poke fun at you know by and large, the huge parts of Europe that are still like listening to your pop songs and wearing your blue jeans, you know, like we were we were talking uh, recently to a person from Latvia and she was telling us about like in these like post-Soviet states, there's mm. this kind of joy almost or not, but like things that were not allowed, like jeans,
1: yeah, are mm. still
0: celebrated in a, in a kind of way over there. If you go to like the Balkans or something, like everyone looks very glamorously American. There's definitely different, I don't know, like... That cultural pressure is definitely palpable. Yeah. I find in my teams, we, <laughs> like, there's almost like a culture war going on between if, if the day becomes before the month or vice versa, whenever we're writing down meeting mm. times and stuff, like, fancy yes. organizes it. You know? Yeah.
1: and I, would, uh,
2: I would never Dude. get that. I'm sorry. I would <laughs> <It's-> never get <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> every time I have to make sure that I'm not, like, every time I check a date or if I'm working with someone, and I see they're Americans. I always try to mm-hmm. make sure that they're not <laughs> for setting up yeah. any appointment or any sort of thing like that. Yeah. <laughs> the problem sure is when it's <laughs> the
0: problem is it's when it's a date like like six seven and you're like yeah, where's my I don't have a check sum digit here like there's no thirty one to tell me which one's which.
1: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary of America. It's it's <laughs> not the most it's not the most efficient way. It is rooted in some tradition that like I bet Ben Franklin did it. You know what I mean? Like it's almost in it's, 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 it's it probably has its its roots in a myth that is like untouchable. Like there's but it's the way that it's done and if you it's also I think the reactivity of Americans like normally is like, why do you do that? It's like, what do you what do you mean why do we like there's an immediate, an immediate snap reaction for any and I've seen it in every video. Every video is a, like, uh, hey, we spend a lot on the military. Well, it's because we're the world's military. There's always just yeah. the American party line reactive knee-jerk response. And if I can get that in a video and make it funny and have the Europeans be like, come on, dude, it's true. Because that's, yeah. that's what the the people in the... The people that argue in the comments don't realize is that drives engagement so the video gets viewed by more people like donald trump had to get uh 30 million retweets 30 million likes and then 150 million comments do you know so he would say Mm. things that were that got people very jazzed up in one direction and very jazzed up in another direction like i I challenge you to look at a Donald Trump tweet and not comment on it. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> either either this is the word of God or this is a snake oil salesman. And the, so it's unfortunate, but that is what is driving discourse in our country. I'm sure it's everywhere else, but every in America, everything gets turned up to 11. So yeah, with those videos, same. yeah. So with the videos, even if you get people arguing, those I don't want to say they're like, idiots but it's if you really wanted this message that i'm spreading to not advance to not get shown to more people then you shouldn't comment on it by commenting on it mm. that is viewed as positive engagement even if it says i've never thought one of your videos was funny like, guess what that is now a comment that drives up engage and people will comment under you like so it's yeah it, it's this unconscious sort of behavior that and americans are just really if, good at it
0: i wonder if that's uh like another way in which social media has been like driving polarization of society, it's like this redefinition mm-hmm. of like value as positive engagement. Like, yes, en- en- engagement equals value, and value equals mm-hmm. correct. Like,
1: yes, that's the, the heart of most of our problems.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're on the horns of the same dilemma. Like, in, uh, I, I, I say I'm in Ireland. I'm in Northern Ireland, and as mm-hmm. so. Part in in the uk half of ireland so we obviously just brexited ourselves at at great mm-hmm. cost and to much chagrin mm-hmm. and yes. like we were watching like you watch the trump election happen after that mm-hmm. in like slow motion but mm-hmm. yep we know how this works i was just like no this is not the time yeah. we're in like the this yeah. kind of polarization like the, the this is the prevailing wind if that can happen mm-hmm. then this will happen
1: yeah and i think you see it it's a timeline that i think happens differently depending on like the conditions like social media is the gasoline is there a fire currently i think without knowing a ton about what's going on in france i would say this is probably close to their trump brexit moment if that if that woman wins i'm sure that they watched brexit and trump and they thought oh my god look at that circus that's occurring like it's coming for any not it's coming for any western democracy but like social media is such a destabilizing force that it's if you have a couple of the correct conditions of inflation, a war and social media, like things can really turn very scary, which also it's a weird thing is like, we felt that with Trump and the world also didn't. end. you know what I mean? So there was like the social media reaction of and I lived it for four years, I was not a Trump supporter. So for four years, a new scandal, every single day. I look back on those years, like an abusive relationship because that's what he was doing. He was gaslighting all of us He would show up in our Twitters, like on our timelines and then people would amplify it and stuff like, but the world kept spinning like the, so it's also interesting, be vigilant against attacks on democracy because like dictatorships, it's a slow slide into like into dictatorships and then slow and then immediate. But even on January 6th, like I went outside in New York and it was like a very nice day out. There's this weird, yes, things are bad. Yes, things are scary. And like the social media will amplify the fears to literally, I had a panic attack on January 6th. And then I went outside and I lived near a park and people were walking their dogs. Like, there's this weird sort of, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there's like a, a solution to what I'm describing, but it is if France goes the way of the crazy person, Like, yes, it'll be disastrous. Yes, it'll have downstream effects. And you'll still be able to get a baguette on the corner. So, like, life goes on in a (laughs) weird way.
0: I remember having a feeling like that at the start of, like, pandemic lockdown hysteria where it was, like, this totally unprecedented thing for, like, living memory in, like, Western world and feeling like the world was ending. And, like, Mm -hmm. go through all these emotions of, like, despair and grief and confusion. And then you live a few weeks like that and you're like oh Mm -hmm. like the okay so the world ended now it's the next day i Mm -hmm. gotta keep on doing all my stuff like it's
1: yeah yeah i think it's called hyper normalization like it just happens (laughs) it's Mm. pretty wild it's been a wild couple of years and i don't think the i think in america right now there feels like a lull in insane events and that is terrifying on its own like all right what's coming yeah. up like we're due for a national trauma soon like it's been a quiet couple of weeks
0: <laughs> yeah it has been uh one hell of a decade hasn't it
1: yeah definitely. it's a great time
0: to live on the planet earth
1: yeah, and that's the other thing too that you got to measure it with is there has never been a better time to be alive <laughs> than right that's now. True. Yeah, that's true. Standard quality of living, right. expectancy—it's insane. This is the best we could do. <laughs> it is anarchy, and it's miserable for so many people. But yeah, this is it. So have, have fun.
0: Oh God, that's really just hit me like like this is the best like this is the best we could do <laughs> like there's like thousands of years of like greek philosophers and like medieval soldiers and, uh, and yeah. watching us they like, from back yeah, through they to time, like, time it's and it's best we lame. could
2: do without as we could do without learning greek yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made the entire sum of <laughs> human experience and knowledge and we invented tiktok
1: oh yeah and, a, and a, a dude can just put on a scarf in his studio apartment and Make people laugh. <laughs> it's been, well, that's a good it's thing, a weird, though. I mean, yeah.
0: I watched some of your videos and I was having laughs I wouldn't have had otherwise. That's pretty good. <laughs> True.
1: Yeah. Agreed. It's a, yeah, I think creativity is interesting because it's, uh, I don't think I'm a narcissist. I think I have narcissistic like tendencies. Like anybody who going up to my wife while she's working and being like, hey, I just, what do you think about this word? Do you think this word is funnier if I say this? There's, I, I balance that too. Like I have, I think Oscar Wilde said that all art is useless. And I believe that. But then also, why am I spending all of my time doing it? You know what I mean? I'm gonna close the laptop here and go to an open mic at a fucking, you know, coffee shop in the Lower East Side after this. I don't know how to rectify that. It's nice that my videos brought you, (laughs)
2: like
1: brought you joy. I think that's good. But also, you were on the app for longer. And you clicked (laughs) on the app more and now you're gonna it's more likely that you'll buy plaid shorts that have been advertised to you yeah exactly i can it's weird because i'm living a version of my dreams of making content that people enjoy like i've always you know i always wanted to make movies that you know who cares about movies anymore but like it is i think very close to my purpose in life is to make funny things i think that's what i've built a skill set for And now I'm talking to people who enjoy it. And even then, it's Zuckerberg curated your feet. You know what I mean? Like this (laughs) this animatronic (laughs) oligarch is (laughs) making money off of it. So I don't know. It's a weird simulation. And I'm just going to keep making funny jokes until the algorithm doesn't like me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And you have a... None of us are free, right?
0: We're all just sliding down the picture plant.
1: Yes, exactly. Something that
0: you make, which I was isn't has things that aren't strictly comedic in it i was going to say isn't comedic but actually it was that's what i was listening to it i was like this is humorous and i enjoy it is your culture clash podcast mm-hmm. i was listening to that uh today the drugs episode um yes thank you which i, I really like the concept of it because it reminded me a little bit of like the conversation i knew we were going to have like, europe and america because mm-hmm. you know with culture clash you have this kind of east and west and your friend is he's from uh, bangladesh is that right where you grew up in that part of the world? Yes.
1: Yeah, and then it's also, yeah. I, we've done a couple episodes. Like where we like the concept. Shafi is my co-host. He's a brilliant comedian that I met. Also, um, so yeah. I mean, like the goal was our stated goal was like to either be the smartest hit, the smartest comedy podcast, or the dumbest history podcast. Um, and like, that's a
0: tagline in and of itself. Like,
1: yeah. Because I listen to comedy podcasts and they're great, but it's like junk food. So if if I could just lodge one, I think 70% of podcast listeners listen to learn something new. And so it's like, we can just get one cool fact into your brain that you didn't know previously and use our skills as comedians to mess around outside of that. That's the goal. Yeah, I think it's still a young podcast. I'm excited to see where it goes. We've gotten some good feedback so far. And I think Shafi is a, a brilliant person. Like, it's so funny. Like, I was born in New Jersey, moved into New York. He was born in Bangladesh, had to win like a visa, like had to go to like uh, a prestigious college in America, became a chemical engineer, and we're both at the same like <laughs> level in life. Is so infuriating me it's ridiculous yeah so i think it's i think we've got a good dynamic and if you're listening to this and you like listen to me jabber then the culture clash comedy podcast is out now i think we're our next one is climate change is coming up i'm not sure how we're releasing them but yeah definitely check it out
2: i liked uh uh, tune in
0: (laughs) yeah we i i actually will also because one of the we were recently interviewing somebody who had attended cop 26 and gave us like a behind the scenes scoop which was really cool i i I really like your point about like a pure comedy podcast is like junk food where it's like a guilty pleasure almost and like Mm -hmm. that mix of you're learning something but it's kind of like lighthearted and funny like from what i was listening i was like i like that blend because i'm Mm -hmm. very like much i don't know I'm not super inclined to go and listen to something that's like purely comedy unless I'm, I don't know, like in a certain mood or like I'm trying to fall asleep or something and I just need something that I can really easily digest. Like that junk food analogy kind of works for me a little bit for Mm -hmm. like an hour of content that you're going to listen to regularly. And I like, I picked up facts from the drugs episode. I was like, that's really interesting or insightful. Like Mm -hmm. the thing with like historically drugs were ever used for like religious purposes, medical purposes or like this like slim niche of approved social uses. And I was like, yeah. hey, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. And how that religious use has, has totally fallen by the way. Like you now like religious leaders are like anti-drug and stuff. And yeah, I on the other side, whenever a podcast is like purely like informational, sometimes it can be a bit too heavy. Yeah. Alan Alda has a fantastic podcast that I love. I haven't listened to the next episode of it because all the ones so far have been like down the middle, like easy listening. Like he, he interviewed Sarah Silverman. Like, I can listen mm-hmm. to that while I'm going for a walk. Like, that's fine. And some like really famous like musicians and stuff. The next one coming up is someone who's been involved in like like Israel and Palestine. And it's like a double, it's like a double length episode about like, I'm just like, that sounds so heavy. I feel like I need to put on a suit and sit down with a notepad before I listen to it. Like, that's not my easy listening. Like, I, I am going to need to engage yeah. with that content.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that's I think you hit the nail on the head with our purpose for the content. And then also, I think just getting not to Yeah, what is the the purpose of the podcast is obviously like me and him are both comedians that want, you know, to build viewership translates to ticket sales. So that's like from a purely why did we start the podcast? It's like a good career move, like I'm going to be completely transparent. But now in like in talking to Shafi, like the like you have this brilliant person from Bangladesh. Like every person in in New York that I've met from Bangladesh is just brilliant. I've just I don't know what it is about that, but the paths that you need to take from Bangladesh to get to America are always fascinating. I know three Bangladeshi people, and they're all outstanding human beings. So like the I think the purpose has become like if you can listen to me like an ignorant. White dude from America, Shafi, who is from Bangladesh and is now in America, like an American citizen. Like the hope is that it bridges something. Like like listening to I think different perspectives and like talking to you guys, like I will take something away from you know, talking to Europeans like who have different perspectives. Like the goal is that if you listen to the podcast, you get like a taste of a new perspective like that, I think makes you a fuller human at the end of the day. So like that, I think is hopefully what happens with uh, the podcast and sharing perspectives, gaining perspectives, I think makes you fuller and we'll make some pretty tasteless jokes as well in there. So <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. It would be nice if that's what happens with it.
2: will see yeah. why that shouldn't be the case. I think that can yeah, happen good. pretty easily. Yeah. I think you're I think you've you're onto something there. Yeah. Thank something you, thank big would we'll I would add, onto something <laughs> <big>. <laughs> If you looked at the metrics,
1: if you looked at the metrics now, there's room to grow. So, that's how. there
2: there always is though. Ask yeah. our friend Mark Facebook.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. Yep. always room to <laughs> We're making an audience. We're making an audience, baby. Like-minded people. So,
0: if less is more, just think of how much more and more would be, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll get texts from people who listen, and I'm like, hell yeah, nice. Let's keep the let's keep the audience to the size. Yeah, you know, we'll keep the audience to the size, and if everybody just chips in a thousand dollars a month, like I think we'll we'll be fine. We'll be able to make a living off of it.
0: Like there was that. I don't know if you've. Uh, heard of red letter media but like they had this theory of how star wars content should proceed is instead of trying to make this like mass market stuff that they should just make like something that's like super niche and nerdy for fans mm. of from like 1970 but then charge like two thousand bucks a ticket to go see it
1: yeah yeah there's this it was like an article that i read that was tim ferris is the four-hour workweek guy i listened to his podcast a bunch but like he, he shared an article that was like Ten thousand true fans, and in this age of the internet, if you get ten thousand people who are all willing to pay you a hundred dollars a year, then you will make a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like it's not when you break down like a creative career like that. It's never been more attainable than it is today. It's still the hardest. Very like I, I played a sport all through college, and I think that comedy is more difficult than semi-professional lacrosse. You break it down to those metrics that anybody who's thinking of creating is like 10,000 people is like doable. You know what I mean? So if you're in a job that you hate and you want to <laughs> make something, you don't even have to get to 10,000. You can get to 5,000 who are like pretty into it and if you just have a revenue stream, I'm sure that Star Wars movie would make money back if you spent 5 million on it and you made it like a super exclusive like $1,000 to enter thing yeah there there's no reason that that is not a, a valid pursuit you know also
0: plus like it's harder to get with francesco and i were literally talking with this because we like our instagram page just hit 10 10k like it's harder to get from zero to 10 than it is to get from 10 to 11 so oh even yeah. if you got from like zero to five that's just magical exponential.
2: yeah i check yeah like i last time i checked it was 10.2 and today i check i, I checked like well two days ago maybe i don't know I checked mm-hmm. today; it was ten point three, and I
1: was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, now I see it." <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm, I'm similarly addicted to the the backend analytics. Yeah, I think congrats on 10K because I think you said it. Like, there's getting you, to 10K is is almost impossible. Like you think of how many people try, and I'm sure you have. Yeah you know peers in the podcasting sphere who can't you're like ah you're one element away from get it you know what i mean but yeah i would agree like now you've got 10k like 100k is within reach as as insane as that sounds you now have engagement and like word of mouth and fans will send it to other people like it's pretty so yeah can social media bring down democracies yes can you also build an audience <laughs> and community and get like-minded people together to hopefully you know gain perspective and gain new skills and 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 learning and have a good time while you're doing it? Yeah, so give or take. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, literally, it's funny you should say that because joking aside, that was
0: actually so like EU and you was originally started as like a, a social media, like Instagram thing, and this. I think the core spark of it was like, what if. Social media was used for something that wasn't evil, like this yes. <laughs> brainwave of well, "what if we did something good with it?" Um, I think it's like a counter, even to just like the despair of like modern reality. Yeah. Okay, I have a couple of quick, short ending questions that mm-hmm. I wanted to ask about Francesco. Was there anything you wanted to ask? Before uh, we, just
2: before we wrap up. I just wanted to say, keep that Europe via America content coming here because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first one to click on it. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, honestly yeah. I cracked up a few laughs. So it was, it, was, it was really good. So I was super interested today and Alistair said you were coming on. And, and I was really like, oh wow! Like actually, this is gonna be such an interesting conversation. It's the fact that mm-hmm. you're not just there. Like you're gonna you're gonna make some people laugh, and some others are gonna get pissed off. But at the end of the day, you're just gonna food for thought out there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I think yeah. You should be. I'm not, I'm definitely not trying to troll people, but like, there are elements of America that you should be angry about. You know what I mean? So like, I'm sorry that I'm telling you we have the highest prison population. I didn't do that, but we do have the highest prison population. So now what are you going to do? You're going to get mad at me. I'm in a scarf. What are you? Oh God, it's so true They're Like, I remember working at
0: like a, a previous job and some Americans came over to visit and they were like, what are you doing for your vacation this year? And I realized that they were all saying like vacation singular, like their one <laughs> vacation they for each year. oh my god I, 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 and it yeah. contextualized so many things because so many things yeah. i saw as a kid like there's simpsons episodes where they go on vacation singular and it's yeah. all this is our week our single week-long vacation and i was like
1: oh my god only that, one? that could my be god. a sketch you should film that <laughs> yeah. one
0: it's just that
1: that turn of phrase is exactly yeah. correct it's everything in one letter like that's, I think that's
2: really <laughs> funny. yeah and so we mentioned with Alastair before we we started the podcast with you today how I, I'm still in university I I study in mm-hmm. Amsterdam and I it's just so, so funny to me how so many Americans come to Europe to save money on tuition fee <laughs> <from university. Yep. laughs> and that just like that just to me it's like the further away you go, the more you're going to pay. Yeah. No, uh, it's reversed. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's true. What's it called? Prin- Princeton is, I'm from New Jersey. Princeton is in New Jersey. If I went to Princeton, I would be bankrupt. Like, Not to say that they would ever have me, but yeah, that's very true. And even that's a sketch. An Instagram feed of a girl who's, I think she's like in, someone from California in Leicester, and has a gigantic following just making like those comparison videos specifically about like American students in Europe. So they're all all right for content.
0: <laughs> so I have a couple of, these are like some short, just like rapid fire questions, just to don't think too much about them. Just feel mm-hmm. free to answer as whatever way you want. And you don't like need to give like super long answers because this is just like a little thing we're doing to get to know somebody right at the end. So the first one is, uh, what's something that you wish you understood? I think another language.
1: Yeah, just being uni Same. Unilingual, yeah, because there's how many there's German words that are just like untranslatable or like that. Mm-hmm. I, that I think that shit just gives you so much. Yeah, it's just something that's missing for my life. It'd be really cool to know another language.
0: Can relate. Like we mm-hmm. we mostly interview people from Europe. I think you're possibly like the first like monoglot fellow monoglot mm-hmm. that I've actually got to speak to in one of these. Because oh, yeah. like, everyone speaks yeah. like yeah, as like uk and Ireland. Like we also fell into that trap. the next one is what's something that you wish other people understood about you
1: if i'm quiet it doesn't mean i hate you (laughs) like Mm. i have a resting face that is like arrogant and furious and it's like (laughs) me me being quiet is like do not put my feelings on this situation like my face (laughs) is not how i feel about you so it might be how i feel about (laughs) everything around you but it's my face is not your problem don't worry about my face (laughs) 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 that's great what's the hardest question you've ever been asked the hardest question i've ever been asked i think i got like really my dad is into global warming which is the worst religion i think but like the i got into a difficult argument with my dad about global warming because he was like yeah the earth has heated up before and like so just getting down to every point that i wanted to make and he got to the bottom of it and he was like so what are you gonna do about it what am i gonna what am I going to do about So what's there to do? And like that question, I, I think I've learned as time has gone on, but the, it was like, what are you going to do about global warming? Like, what are you going to, it's very uncomfortable and we, you, you encounter all the contradictions, like humans are messy and meat tastes good. So what are you going to do? I don't know. I still am figuring it out. It's a question that deserves like a decade long answer.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, we'll check with that that upcoming climate change episode <laughs> yeah oh yeah i don't think it goes well <laughs> yeah it's also yeah it's a toughie okay this is the last mm-hmm. one what if anything would make you and a friendship
1: what if anything yeah i think there's a bunch of things just yeah the simple is the output worth the effort in like a, a good friendship should feel like you you should maintain it and do things for the other person. But if the amount of effort that you put into it is not equal to the output that you get out of it, either from the other person or from the combination of the relationship, then cut it out. I'm probably too rigid in that, but there's definitely people where it's like, what am I getting? What are either of us getting out of it? I'm putting in this much. I'm getting this much. It sounds gross and transactional, but like, you know, it, it has saved me some time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I get that. I feel the same way. Okay, mm-hmm. that's and that's our little our little wrap up questions. I guess that's pretty much everything. Nothing to say except thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been really great talking to you. I knew this would be an interesting conversation as soon as I saw your stuff. So I'm very grateful mm-hmm. that you were happy to come on and, and talk to us today. I've had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, thank yeah, you guys. Enough. Yeah, thanks for for having me. This is this has been really cool, and I'm available if you ever want me on. Again. Okay. I, Actually, I, I yeah. <laughs> I'll take
2: it. <laughs> yeah, we
1: like like we could have like you you
0: could be like our American correspondent and like you could long form versions of certain things. Yeah, that would be
1: that'd be very funny. I'll put on a suit and just
0: yeah, put on a scarf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if you're listening to this part, it means you made it all the way to the end. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. You can check out more of Dan's content on Instagram. He's there as Dan Pulzello, which is helpful because that's his name. You can also check us out on Instagram while you're there. We're there as E-U-N-G. If you did enjoy this podcast, please consider giving us a little like or subscribe. All those things. You've heard the spiel before. And don't forget, you can also check out Dan's podcast, the Culture Clash Comedy Podcast. I've been listening to it. I wouldn't recommend it to you guys if I didn't like it. So from me and Francesco, it's goodbye until next time.